Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to talk about a new thing I'm doing. Over the years, many of you have reached out to me telling me how much you love the podcast, but also wish there were more personalized takeaways and more in-depth interactions with our guests to hear what they think about comedy. This is why I'm now launching my new digital academy, Blueprint for Success. With exclusive interviews and comedy philosophies of stars and industry veterans, personalized versions of the Industry Standard podcast, commercial-free, and one-on-one coaching time with me. Blueprint for Success will give you the powerful tools that will take you up the elevator beyond the competition and reach the highest possible levels to achieve your dreams. Whether it be stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, hosting, radio podcasting, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or an agent. Now I'm here to help, personally. We'll go on an express train of comedy and entertainment like nobody else has before. You can find out more about Blueprint for Success and the comedy business on my website at barrycats.com. Together, we'll take your career where you want it to go. Anybody who has any sort of successful career, very rarely are they just good at one thing. They're almost always good at a lot of different things, whether it's relationships and they're a good computer programmer and they know how to manage people. Those three skills put together or they're a comedy manager and they've got great relationships and they're great at navigating difficult emotional situations and they're great at podcasting. These are things that stack together to create careers. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard. This is part two of Jordan Harbinger. And if you listen to part one, you know this guy is a force to be reckoned with. He's amazing. Great guy, inspirational, power all the way. And I can't wait for you to hear this episode. It's so great. Uh, But before I get started, I just want to thank you again, all the emails, all the tweets, all the messages. <laughs> it's incredible what you guys do. Thank you. You can always reach me at Barry Katz on Instagram or Twitter or on my website at barrycats.com. I'm very excited about going to Montreal for the third time in five years. It's just so humbling, and I can't thank them enough. And we're going to have a great guest up there in front of a live audience. It's an exciting time. But before I start the podcast, as I always do, I like to look at my guest. And as I hang out with Jordan Harbinger and his wife, Jen, I realize that these people are really, really special. It's an extraordinary partnership when you see a couple who has a great personal relationship and a great professional relationship, and they're merged together and it works flawlessly with them. And also what I'm blown away by when it comes to Jordan is the fact that this is a guy that spent a lot of time when he was younger doing things that weren't exactly on the up and up. He did a few things that would be considered illegal and many people could go away for. But instead, he was fortunate enough to run into some people in the law that told him that he had extraordinary talents and extraordinary gifts 
and he should probably use them for good and not evil. And so he decided to do other things, and one of the things that really impressed me about him is he traveled the world. But he also faced adversity as he picked up languages along the way throughout his life, and he knows five of them. He's also been kidnapped twice, and he's been in situations that were very, very challenging and very difficult. And then he found his way to the podcast world, where 10 or more years ago he started from nothing and built himself and his name into a top 50 personality in the podcast world. But then, when things seem to be going great and smooth, the rug gets pulled out from under you. And the show that he was working on for so long got taken away from him, and he had to start all over. And let me tell you something. He's rising as fast or if not faster than any podcast out there. It's about his skill set and how he has one after the other, after the other, after the other. And I can guarantee you another reason. He has a great relationship, so when he comes home at night, he has something special there as well. And I remember long ago when I went to college, my sociology professor said it best, there's two things that make a human being complete. And that's fruitful labor where you work and you love something and it puts food on the table and a roof over your head. And the second part to fulfill somebody completely is reciprocal love. This guy's got both of them. And I can guarantee you, if you've ever been in the situation where you've been in trouble, but you were able to turn it around and go on the right path, and learn about the world and just travel and get out there and take chances and risks and force yourself and push yourself to the next level to learn new things and learn new ideas and learn new concepts and merge your ideas with other people of your level around the world and at higher levels. And if you can figure out how to do all those things on your journey, I can guarantee you you'll have the kind of career that Jordan Harbinger has. Here we go in three, two. This show will have laughter. I got everybody pregnant with Barry Katz and semen. I'm not comfortable with the tone this is taking. If you're undeniable, you will not be denied. If you want to be successful in show business, you get yourself a Jew white manager like Barry Katz. <laughs> Being a manager is just turning nose into yeses. Creating holy shit moments. Undeniable. You fucking firing me up, Katz. I love this man. Is there anything else I should know? You're on. What? Now I'm on the air. Barry Katz. Back in the house. 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 Let's do this. So you're finally living the start of the dream. You've got the great suits, the great ties. You're going to those great bars. You're meeting great men and women. You're probably going out with some great girls. You're living that lifestyle, the Wall Street lifestyle. And the, the place goes under and you don't decide to keep that lifestyle going again. Yeah, you know, that that I remember this choice. I remember this choice. I thought, th they said, okay, you got to get another job. All of you, you know, this firm is going to go under potentially, and you've got to figure out how to keep your career going. They hired all these career coaches and recruiters and all that stuff for headhunting us. And I thought, why am I going to work my ass off to get another job that I kind of don't want after getting this job that I kind of didn't want? I don't believe in sort of 
the universe is trying to tell me something necessarily, but this was this was a few too many signs to ignore, you know. So what you're saying is, let's say the economic downturn didn't happen. Yeah. Let's say the firm was thriving. Are you saying that you would have left shortly thereafter anyway, or how long do you think would have been before you left? I think I had it. I had it in my head that I was going to do it for two to four years, but the problem is the golden handcuffs, right? You do it for two years, and you go, "This is a grind. I'm really unhappy. Maybe I should buy a house." And then you buy a house or a, a apartment in New York, and you go, "Well, I can't quit now." I got a mortgage that's like 20 grand a month or 10 grand a month or you know, five grand a month, whatever it is for an apartment in New York. I can't quit now. And then you work for another couple of years and you say, well, now I need another place in the Hamptons for my weekends because I'm finally able to take weekends. So you get another place there and then you get a boat and then you get married and then you have a couple of kids. And I saw that a lot of those law partners were really, they were like that. They were, you could tell they were miserable, but they had two houses an ex-wife a lot of the time, kids, and there was no way they could quit. These are guys that were probably making 800 grand a year and they were still probably barely holding it together. So fate is, again, an amazing thing. You get your legs broken, you get taken out, they give you severance. But what is it that you have inside you that says, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. The gold mine that is podcasting in 2007 or 2008 I mean, there were 800 shows in iTunes. Nobody was advertising on podcasts. I think the only advertiser at the time was GoDaddy, and they were giving you like 14 bucks if somebody bought a domain and stayed a customer for a few months. So explain to the audience how you're going from money, girls, nightlife, professional business, nice suits, incredible power player, prestigious firm security to, you know what, I'm just going to take a risk here and start a podcast. And I know that I can make it. And I know that millions and millions of people will listen. I guess I had no clue that that was actually the case. I mean, I didn't think million, I didn't think that I'm going to be so good at this. People are going to care. I remember starting the show having people say, I want to learn the stuff that you're teaching from you and starting phone coaching on the side, not having time to sort of satisfy all of the phone coaching clients that we had, hiring a couple friends to work with me, having people call and say, hey, I've been listening to your show. I want to come stay with you in New York for five days or something and learn the stuff in person. And I thought, okay, there's a real business here. You know, if we've got this podcast and it has, at that time, probably just a handful of listeners, a few thousand maybe, if we were lucky, a few thousand listeners, these people are willing to fly across the country or from Canada to stay with me in Manhattan for a weekend and learn body language, nonverbal communication, that kind of stuff. So there's a real business here. I know there's a real business there. Yeah. But you weren't in that business no i wasn't you weren't anywhere near that business forget the business of podcasting right you weren't in the art of charm business right where does the concept come from and how do you know the blueprint for the podcast 
when you've never even been in that lane. I guess we didn't. I think it was just delusional, kind of like fingers crossed. This is better than being a lawyer. Let's make it happen. And you just have to be, you have to be like dumb enough and young enough to think that you can do it even though you don't really have a roadmap. I don't know if I recommend this strategy, by the way. I think I think looking back, it was really kind of foolish because all we did was go, all right, this is hopefully at some point going to work. And I was spending my own money. We were staying in my own apartment, kicking things off, running this business, and not making that much money at all and just working as hard as we could and going out all the time and recruiting people for, for his clients and trying to make ends meet. And it was a grind. It was really tough. And for years, we were just barely skating by. I think I made 24000 bucks my first couple of years in Manhattan. You know, that's not, that doesn't go a long way in Manhattan, that kind of money. What was your second choice for a concept of a podcast? What was your second choice for the name once you came across with the podcast? So the original idea for the show was I was going to talk about my how hard dating was in New York and talk about networking for the, the that I was learning for the law firm, but sort of apply it to making friends and win, how, like kind of how to win friends and influence people kind of thing, but also sort of document dating in New York. And it worked to a degree, and I was doing a lot of instructional content like persuasion, eye contact, body language, similar to some of the stuff that I'm doing on the Jordan Harbinger show, except we didn't really have a content plan. And then as time got tighter and tighter, I, I was th thinking, okay, well, I don't have time to release a show every week, so I'm going to release a show maybe every other week or something like that, maybe every third week. And then that became too little. So what I did is I said, okay, instead of doing all the content myself, or with some of the other guys that I'm working with, I'm going to interview other people. And so I would interview other people, other experts, authors, and things like that. And I started over years, and I mean over like a half decade, to really enjoy interviewing. And I finally, I remember on the seven-year anniversary of the show, I interviewed this author named Robert Green, and he wrote The 48 Laws of Power. And he said, this is a really good interview. You know, you're pretty good at this. And I thought, well... What makes you say that? I'd never heard that before. I never thought that was the case. You know, I'd already done 250 episodes or something of the show. Like I said, it was the sixth or seventh year. Now I do three a week before I was doing one every one, two or three weeks. And he said, no, this is really good. I do interviews all the time. You got a knack for this. And I got really excited about that. And I got so excited about that that I bought all new equipment that was nicer, you know, stuff like you got here instead of the, <laughs> I think I had like before I had some just absolutely the cheapest of the cheap, you know, microphones with pieces falling off of it and stuff. And you got great equipment now. Yeah, I got good stuff now. Um, but I was, I, I went from like amateur hobbyist to professional. I think after that, I just decided this, I'm going to be more prof in, intentional about this. I'm going to be more professional about this. And that really, that really stuck with me. And, and since then, I've been more or less obsessively working on the craft of interviewing, taking lessons from voice coaches, taking lessons from broadcasters, making sure the equipment works really well. I hired a producer. I work with my wife now, as you as you know, um, and we set up video and we, we do things that way. So it's it's really become it's amazing 
and unbelievable that we made it as long as we did just hacking it together. You know, we were not professional at all. This is when I started the art of charm before the Jordan Harbinger show, this is one of those businesses in air quotes that was just somehow making money despite, despite our best efforts to ruin it. I would say. What was the moment that happened when you noticed there was a spike and you looked at the numbers and you're like, holy shit, we're doing this. There was never a spike. It was always slowly, 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 slowly growing over time. There was never like a breakout moment. Look at this. Look at this amazing explosion of growth that we have. We've really got something here. It was slow growth. But I remember feeling really good like we actually had something really special even early on because we were putting these episodes up there mostly for ourselves and for our friends in the first maybe six months or or so. And we got invited to do a guest spot on Sirius XM Satellite Radio because our friend who is an author decided he didn't want to bother driving up from... Um, he, he didn't want to bother driving up from Virginia to do it. So he threw us the spot. We showed up. We did the show, uh, me and my business partner and I. We did the show. The station manager came down and said, this is really good. You guys should do a radio show yourself. And I said, oh, well, we have a podcast. And he went, oh, yeah, I've heard of those. Uh, I'll listen to it. And a couple weeks later, I called him and I said, hey, did you ever get a chance to listen to the podcast? And he goes, yeah, why don't you come over uh, next week on Tuesday? So I rolled over there next week on Tuesday, said, I've been listening to this. You guys should do your own show. We'll just give you an 11 a.m. slot on Maxim Radio. And I went, really? And he goes, yeah, you guys are good enough to do this. We'll just we'll make sure you have a professional producer to keep you guys on track. So that was it. You know, we went from podcast to starting Sirius XM Satellite Radio and doing the show there. And we did it there for three plus years. Went back to, and we kept the podcast going the whole time, kept growing it. And that was kind of when I realized, all right, brick by brick, this is working. And we were getting emails from guys in South Africa, from women in Canada, from people in Mexico saying, this is really life-changing stuff. You know, I got a job because of this, or I learned how to meet people because of this, or I met my wife because of this. And that made it, that really drove us to keep moving it forward because we thought, all right, brick by brick, this is growing, but it doesn't matter if millions of people listen. It just matters that the people that we're reaching are really, really experiencing something profound from learning these lessons. So let's just keep doing that. And that that's really what I became obsessed with doing. That's really what I just decided. I love this and I'm going to get as good at it as it possibly can. Hey, everybody. Let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success. It's a project I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or agent, Blueprint for Success will give you all the tools you need to take your career to the highest levels. With exclusive interviews, my top 50 commercial-free episodes from Industry Standard, one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, and unprecedented access into my knowledge and experience from over 40 years in this crazy business. I guarantee you that with Blueprint for Success, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it because I want to help you become truly undeniable. So just go to barrycats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, 
and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever. Hey everybody, I am really, really excited. We have a sponsor, AquaTrue. This is the first countertop water purifier using multi-stage reverse osmosis technology. I know it sounds complicated, but let's put it this way. This is something that can take your tap water and can turn it into your favorite bottled water for pennies. You're going to be enjoying the best water, the safest water. And if you haven't read all the news about Flint, Michigan, in every single state, there's over 100 chemicals found in tap water that are not even regulated by the EPA. Many of them are cancer-causing and have lead in them. So you can go to a special website that we've set up called industrystandardwater.com. It takes you directly to the AquaTrue site. And if you get this product, you're going to get $100 off. Just type in 100 in the special code section. You'll get that money off and you'll start saving. You can put a whole huge bottle of Diet Coke in this machine. And 10 minutes later, it'll come out with the best tasting water you've ever had. I got one of these products. It was unbelievable. Industrystandardwater.com. And you'll be enjoying the best and most cost-effective water you've ever tasted. Six degrees of separation. I'm going to mention some things or some names. Yeah. And I just want you to tell me what comes to mind. could be anything. could okay. be a story, just a sentence. It could be whatever you want it to be. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. That guy's dynamic, man. I mean, at first I didn't know what to expect. I did. Uh, I, wa- I wanted to interview him. They pitched us, actually. Um, he came to LA for his book tour and we ended up doing the interview in a green room somewhere and he's eating a sandwich. And I remember early on we started talking about it and he put the sandwich down. He goes, I'm going to do this without eating. I'll eat in the car. Cause he, he said, you know, you're serious about this. All right, fine. We're doing a real interview then. And I thought that was a, a, one of the highest compliments. And I thought he was super gracious and nice. I wasn't totally expecting that. Kidnapping. Kidnapping. Done that twice. Been kidnapped twice. They say third time's the charm. I'm going to pass on that. I do not need... I'm too old for that now. <laughs> Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss? Yeah. I like his stuff. I really do. I, I think if I can create content that is as applicable and practical as what he has, but put it in an entertaining interview format with some great people, then I've got a winning formula. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq is one of my favorite interviews that I've done. Uh, obviously he's enormous. He came in joking around, had a great conversation and, uh, he owns 1000 pairs of Tom's shoes and they're all red. And the reason he owns 1000 is because his feet were so big, they couldn't make just one pair or two pair for him. They said, I've got to make a thousand pairs just to break even. And he said, fine, I'll take a thousand pairs. So he bought a thousand pairs of shoes. How many has he worn so far? That's a great question. Probably not a thousand. I'm betting he's on a few dozen maximum. (laughs) Interpersonal dynamics. Interpersonal dynamics. That's what I mean when I say body language, vocal tonality, eye contact, negotiation and persuasion. All the stuff that's a part of the Jordan Harbinger show is interpersonal dynamics. Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. My wife loves Mike Rowe. 
And she said, why don't you get Mike Rowe? Why don't you interview Mike Rowe? And I got so sick of hearing that. And I, I love Mike Rowe, too. So I emailed his people and graciously, he happened to be recording at the same studio in San Francisco where I do my show when I go to San Francisco. So he said, fine, I'm already there. Let's do it. And we did a show there. And he is just as cool in person as you would expect. Jay Moore. Jay Moore. This guy surprised me. He tweeted at me and said, I really love the show. It's one of my favorites. And I, I said, I think you tagged the wrong guy or something. And then I think another uh, comedian, Owen Benjamin, said, yeah, I love that show too. And I went, this is great, guys. I would love to have you guys on the show. And Jay said, yeah, let's do it. And we became friends. And I, I, looking back, it's funny because Jay Moore was one of the first people when I started podcasting in 2006, 2007, I thought, you know, if I could have one person on my show... It would be Jay Moore because that guy's so awesome. He's such a great actor. It's so funny. And then 10 or 11 years later, I'm at Jay Moore's house interviewing him and vice versa. And I thought, wow, this is pretty damn cool. Brian Callum. He's a crazy guy, man. When you look at him in movies like The Hangover and you go, wow, being that intense for that long must be exhausting. I don't think so. I think he's 50 something years old, 51 maybe. And he's got more energy than anybody I've met who's not on some kind of substance. He's just in great shape, super funny, sharp as a tack, outgoing, fun, kind, always replies to messages. Just a really good person who's, who cares enough about other people to put energy into the interactions with them. And I appreciate that about him. I think that's pretty unique among humans in general, especially among people who have kind of made it in uh, show business. They don't necessarily want to... It would be easy for him to just kind of rest and go, look, I've done, I'm doing my thing. But he loves putting energy into other people, and I think that's that's admirable. The Art of Charm Breakup. Man, that was rough. You know, that was my company that I started 11 years ago, got fired from it, along with most of the team. I, in, a, in a sort of Jay Moore callback, Jerry Maguire moment, I took 90% of the team plus whatever with me. And uh, your fish in the bag? And, and my goldfish in a bag. And uh, and started the Jordan Harbinger show. And everyone says, look, this is the best thing that's ever happened to you. You just don't know it yet. And you got your Renee Zellweger right here. That's right. I got my Renee Zellweger back here. It really is. I'm starting to see that it will be the best thing that's ever ha happened to me. Right now, it's still really, it chafes a little because I worked so hard to build it. But I also realized that taking the relationships, taking the skills, and taking the talent, and taking the team... Those are the important parts of, of my old business, and that's what I have in my new business. And so it's going to be okay, but for now, I miss having that because I loved the effect we had on people. Luckily, I'm able to sort of rebuild that with the Jordan Harbinger show and, and have that same effect, I hope. Mixing business with pleasure with Jen Harbinger. That's right. Yep. Um, my wife, mixing business with pleasure, best thing I ever did. I'm so glad that I work with her. She and I are a great team. I would never have it any other way. And I'm, I worry about what, what's going to happen when we have kids because, of course, I want to have kids and have a family. But I also like this sort of dynamic duo thing that we have going on now, and I'm afraid to mess with the recipe. Hey, everybody. As you know, you've heard me speak on this podcast of the importance of clean drinking water. But just if not more important is breathing clean air. The air inside our homes can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside. It's a fact. 
dust, pet hair, mold, pollen, flu viruses circulate throughout your home as we speak. Plus out gases from your furniture, walls, floors, not to mention ozone, radon, and other chemical contaminants. It's potentially toxic soup in your home, and no ordinary air purifier costing less than $1,000 or more can get rid of all those indoor pollutants until now. And that's why I'm so excited about the Air Doctor. It removes all of these contaminants and more. This product normally retails for $600. That's right. Look on Amazon. You'll see it's $600. But for you listening today, you're going to get $300 off and be able to take it home for $299 plus shipping. Just go to airdoctorpro.com and enter the promo code Barry at checkout. You save $300, and it's one of the smartest and most affordable ways to protect the health of your kids, yourselves, and your family. Airdoctorpro.com, promo code Barry. Your proudest moment in your business proudest moment in my business i'm not even sure that i know i don't spend enough time celebrating the wins probably i don't know you don't have one proud moment i should i'm gonna look back on this i'm gonna get in the car and go of course it's that one i don't know there wasn't one interview where you were like wow i can't believe that i'm across from this person doing a lot of my interviews are like that i mean the interview we did this morning was like that calling you on the phone a month ago or two months ago and you said oh yeah i've heard your show i was like oh he probably just saying that because he's a nice guy i did hear your show that kind of thing having somebody like you say oh you're a good interviewer and and i'm looking i'm on the phone looking behind me like oh he can't be talking to me that's that doesn't make any sense that kind of stuff is where i Jen goes, all right, already. You don't have to tell me in the car 14 times. I was there. You don't, I know what happened. She probably gets sick of it. But those are my proudest moments for sure. Your biggest disappointment in your business life? Hmm. Biggest disappointment, probably the falling out that, that just recently happened with the Art of Charm. That was, that was disappointing, but not surprising. I think disappointment in that knowing that working with friends often ends poorly as much as you want to avoid it it's almost inevitable and it doesn't happen suddenly it actually happens slowly over time but you can willfully blind yourself to all of the signs until one day you wake up and somebody leaves the cap off the toothpaste and you you know they want to stab you or something like that because it all builds as your success builds brick by brick, so does any kind of resentment or any kind of jealousy or anything like that. So that I would warn people about that. If you work with friends, I get it. It's always fun until it's not. And then it can end in a blaze of not, of not glory, non-glory. It can be very, very disappointing. Now you're scaring me here because yeah. this is your best friend here, Jen Harbinger. Yeah, of course. Well, we're not business partners, so to speak. I, you know, I think at the end of the day... We all know that uh, there's only one person in charge, and that's probably her. <laughs> and how did you use that disappointment to fuel yourself into this new thing? Was Jan a big part of helping you get your moral compass back together and say, hey, we're going to be bigger and better, and this is a great thing? Yeah, you know, it wasn't, wasn't only Jen. Jen, definitely, for sure. A lot of people wrote in and said, this is going to be better. Don't worry about it. A lot of entrepreneur friends of mine said they've been through similar stuff. And my producer, Jason DeFilippo, 
one day, I mean, every day I would be like, oh, I feel so bad. You know, this is that. He was always like, hey, don't worry about it. We're going to do this. I'm excited. He stayed excited. And he's not always a positive guy, but he was very positive when this whole split happened. And then, I don't know, day number six of me sort of crying in my cereal or something about this, you know, sulking, going between sulking and getting excited. He went, okay, tough love time. Put your pants on, get to work. Get shave, get a shower, shave, go walk around, get some coffee, take the weekend if you want to cry about it. But we need to get back to work on Monday because otherwise, you know, the team's going to lose respect for you. We're all excited. We, you know, don't screw this up for us. You know, we have a really good opportunity right now. You can either cry about it and sulk about it for another month or we can get everything back together. And I, I said, I replied and I said, keep this email. You're probably going to want to show it to me again in a year or two or 10. And he was like, great. Does that mean you're back on the freaking horse or what and i think he was probably talking with jen too because he was like look we got to figure this out because this is a this is our meal ticket man you know this is where we make a living so quit crying but you were crying because i don't know if our audience knows this or not when you have something taken away from you in the podcast world it's like being shut down by twitter everything's gone mm -hmm. every single person who subscribed to you is not there anymore and you have no direct line to get them back right so when you started your first show again after 11 years of building up millions yeah. of people your first show is starting with no one yeah yeah it, i remember airing the first episode it was mark garagos and it, this was like emergency guests you know norm pat is at podcast one had called him and said, we really need help with this. This guy lost his show on like Thursday. And it was the last guest was John Heffron on the old show. We need a guest. He's, he's a good interviewer. Go and do it. So I called Garagos on a Saturday, generously gave us a bunch of his time. And we created the show. And of course, we uploaded it. And then I try, I couldn't even tweet it. I didn't have an email list. I didn't have anything. So I put it up there and it was just like, you know, this floating dot towards the bottom <laughs> of a graph. And I thought, well, that's to be expected. And then as people started to search for what happened to me, where did, what happened to the Art of Charm? Where did this guy go? They started searching for the Jordan Harbinger show or just for Jordan Harbinger in iTunes and in other podcast players. And then you could see the downloads go up like crazy, which is a huge relief because I was really shocked in the, I was in shock at the time. And you're right. There's no line to get them back. You can't just send out a letter to everybody. You can't just send out some sort of ping. There is no such thing. Everyone has to find you again on your own after 11 years of building it. And it's slow. It's brick by brick. But hopefully now it's more like there's more than one person carrying the bricks and there's people with shovels too, I guess, so to speak. And the team being with me has been a huge help. Last question. What advice would you give for the young person listening and knowing wherever they are in the world, they're bored, they got nothing going on, they're maybe doing some illegal things, maybe they're drinking a little too much, maybe they just don't know what they want to do, and how do they go and find themselves and get to the point where they become their own boss, they become the man, and they don't work for the man? And to get yeah. to the point where they have the kind of career and inspiration and power and force that you have. I think if I had to tell somebody that is a younger me what to do, 
and I, and not saying, oh, have your parents schlep you off to ex- exchange here in Europe because you can get a scholarship to do that. But barring things like that, I would say things like skill stacking are really important. And what skill stacking is is you might go to work at a restaurant and there might be a bunch of Mexican people or Armenian people or something like that. Learn the language that they are speaking. You know, you don't have to go, I'm in this dumb job where I'm not doing anything interesting. You can work around those people and you can start to learn those languages. Take an opportunity in every, take the opportunity in every opportunity that you have or find every opportunity in everything that you're doing. You know, if you're working in that restaurant and you're working in the kitchen and everybody else is Armenian or Mexican or Spanish speaking, learn those languages over time. Spend another half hour every day learning some vocabulary and you won't be the best Armenian waiter or Armenian line cook in the world. But it doesn't matter because then the next gig that you have You'll have, maybe you'll learn a lot about repairing microphones. Now you speak Spanish and or Armenian and English and you can repair microphones. All right, well, there's probably some sort of weird fit there. But then you end up getting a job lugging gear for a producer and setting up cameras. And you say, hey, what? show me how to set up the audio equipment. Well, did you go to school for this? No, but it can't be that hard. Show me how to do it. So now you know how to repair microphones, set up audio equipment, and speak Armenian and English. You're stacking these skills up, and then eventually you get to a point where you end up somewhere like like me or one of my friends who can speak five languages but has a law degree and also can set up audio equipment and can interview people and has business experience. These aren't things where I just woke up one day and went, look at all this thing, all these things that I can do. I stack these skills up over a really long period of time, networking and relationship development, all of the audio stuff, the interviewing stuff, all the stuff we teach on the Jordan Harbinger show, all the stuff on the website with the networking website I didn't mention before, Advanced Human Dynamics, where we have the networking and, and drills and exercises and things like that for people to learn and stack those skills. Because anybody who has any sort of successful career, very rarely are they just good at one thing. They're almost always good at a lot of different things, whether it's relationships and they're a good computer programmer and they know how to manage people. Those three skills put together or they're a comedy manager and they've got great relationships and they're great at navigating difficult emotional situations and they're great at podcasting. These are things that stack together to create careers. And people tend to think of these, especially young people, because we're used to looking at jobs like, when I grow up, I want to be, be a doctor or a policeman or a fireman. When we're older, we see that there are millions of options for things that you can do, even creating your own. But if you're going to create your own life, your own destiny, if you will, you have to stack those skills up and you have to get the skills before you can stack them. So start stacking those skills now by getting opportunities, seeing opportunities in everything that you're doing. Jordan Harbinger. You were so inspirational. I'm so, so grateful that you came here today. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. This is a lot of fun. I hope we get to do it again. We will. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to scroll through the list of people who sent me a message, and one of these people will be a lucky winner, and they'll get to attend a podcast live with one of my guests, meet them, shake their hand, ask them a few questions, or else if they're out of town, out of state, or out of the country, we'll Skype them in or FaceTime them or anything like that so they can be there. Why not? 
So let me look here randomly and pick somebody. Jeremiah Rickert, May 7th, 2018. The heading reads, thanks. And the message is, I listen to a lot of podcasts. They're the only thing that keeps me sane when I'm driving. Here in Portland, Oregon, our traffic is almost as infuriating as L.A.'s. I appreciate industry standard because you don't make it all about you. And the rare times you have told a story that was about you, it was something that I really wanted to hear. Parentheses, the Jeff Ross sitcom story that you told on the Phil Rosenthal episode, for example. The recent pair of two partners, Jeff Ross and Kara Top, featured short questions with long answers. And those are the best podcasts of all. I don't know why it is, but listening to a comedian in a setting where they don't have to be funny makes me extremely happy and offers insight not only into their art, but to the human condition. Your non-comedian guest, industry figures whose names are not known to us civilians, but whose impact in the entertainment world is huge, are also fascinating individuals, and I tend to lean more from an episode of your podcast than from a dozen books about Hollywood. I apologize for being so verbose. I hope your podcast will continue to keep my blood pressure low and my car undamaged. Sincerely, Jeremiah Rickard. Wow, that's really nice, man. Thank you so much. Congratulations. You are a winner. Okay, before we wrap up, I'd like to thank our sponsors, AquaTrue, the groundbreaking small countertop water purifier. Just go to industrystandardwater.com and type in the promo code Barry. Get $100 off and get the best tasting water you can ever imagine for pennies. And the groundbreaking documentary, I Killed JFK, and the additional interviews of five of the last remaining JFK assassination experts. It features the only living person in history to admit to killing President Kennedy. You can purchase these exclusively at ikilledjfk.com. When Trump says he wants to drain the swamp, what do you think's at the bottom of the swamp? Trust me, I guarantee it will change the way you look at the world. And the incredible air purifier, the air doctor, that removes dust, pet hair, mold, pollen, flu viruses, and everything bad in your house. You can save $300 right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and entering the promo code Barry and finally start breathing in clean and healthy air in your home starting today. And last but not least, I'd like to thank my partners at Wondery. They are truly amazing. Recently, they asked me to request if you would just take a few minutes of your time to complete a short survey. Just go to wondery.com survey, and you can do it straight from your smartphone. It would really help us out here at the show and at Wondery. That's wondery.com survey. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day. As always, this has been Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends. You get all the money, drop that fancy car. All the people love you, you're going for. Life is for the dreamer. Stay here.
you for listening to Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of new episodes, which will be available for download every Monday, or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to BarryKatz.com. Before you leave, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast, leave a comment, and rate it, even if you think it blows. Thank you for your support, and have a great day.